Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. WRKS Pickens Jackson. All systems go. Live from the Whiskey 61 Lounge inside the Bank Plus Studio. It's now Live in the studio. It's the Out of Bounds Show with Low Bounds. Streaming live worldwide on the Out of Bounds radio app. And on your radio at ESPN 105.9. The Zone. Good morning. Welcome in. Happy hump day to all you crazy people. We are the Out of Bounds Show, ESPN 105.9 The Zone. Thanks for hanging out with us. Three hours, 7 to 10 a.m. The 7.30, 8.30, and 9.30 segments are 24 minutes with uh, no breaks. That is for you. 7.30, minute segments. And I uh, also hope you enjoyed the Power Hour. Uh, I know that everybody at ESPN 105.9 The Zone is uh, excited to offer you the Power Hour from 6A to 7A, Tuesday through Friday. And that's kind of the best of as we go through the, uh, the week. I'm your host, Bo Bounds. I've got Blake Mania with me. And uh, evidently, I need to take a shot of honey this morning. So I'll do that in the next segment. I usually do that before the show, but I just didn't. I was reading the Saban book the last 30 or 40 minutes, and then Blake and I were talking about, you know, different things that were going on in the world of sports. And so I forgot to take my uh, my teaspoon of honey, but I will not forget that in the uh, in the first break of the show. That's right. You power through. I will power through. Like a pitcher who doesn't have the fastball in the first inning, you'll but, get you'll get through. But it. still, most people down. Yeah, you gotta do what you gotta do. Yeah, I can I, look when you've got <laughs> when, when you're four pitches deep like we are. Um, 
you know, most people that jump on the mic don't even have one. Hello. We're all good. We're powered by the Golden Moon Casino Sportsbook and award-winning DancingRabbitGolf.com. Don't forget about PRR Sports, the app, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be dropping this URL a lot. Uh, PRRSports.com, just in case you can't, you know, remember. You want to go ahead and have the app when you get on property, and that way you don't ever have to stand in line, and you can bet anywhere on property. So uh, if it's if it's Alabama and uh, A&M, if it's Ole Miss and LSU, if it's Mississippi State and Arkansas, whatever's going on, uh, or if you're going in the next couple of weeks and you just want to hit the win totals, uh, once you're on property – at Pearl River Resort, either side, Golden Moon Casino, Sportsbook, or Silver Star, um, you can bet. So that's PRR. That stands for Pearl River Resort. I think y'all know that. PRRSports.com. That's the site right there. It'll take you, and you can hit the uh, the super cool app. Uh, Blake Mania with me, and we, uh, we'll have Steve Robertson at 8.30, and we're, are we going to spin the prize wheel at 8.15? That's right. Okay. We're going to rock and roll, give some stuff away. And at 7.30, we're going to give away some of this Brave stuff that Reeves went and got yesterday? Yeah, we're giving away tickets to the weekend. It's championship weekend over there in Pearl. I know that's Is it a championship Wednesday? Not a statement you make a lot, but championship weekend in Pearl. Wow. It's the Braves because, and it makes sense on National Georgia Day that we celebrate the greatest baseball franchise uh, you know, in Major League Baseball, the Atlanta Braves and their affiliates. So we will uh, we'll give away some in Braves tickets. And, of course, we have, I think, I haven't checked the box yet, but I've heard we got some cool in Braves swag to give away. All right. Well, we'll look at that during the break. And I think there's a bobblehead in there for oh. us that we're going to put up here on the set. Got to. And uh, of uh, Brian Snitker. Um, you know, who was – I was – I didn't even say his name right. I call him uh I called him something else. I don't remember. Anyway, last year. We were we were interviewing somebody that was affiliated with the whole either Atlanta Braves mm-hmm. or Bra or Embrace. And you call you didn't call him Snicker? No. I huh. think I added an I. That Snitaker. Yeah, yeah, I think I said Snitaker. That's all right. Maybe okay. I was thinking Snickers. There were a lot of I don't know. There were a lot of Braves fans who were calling him words that were even worse than that before he uh, won a World Series last year. So, such is life, isn't it? You win one, you lose one. It, it, fan feelings changes on a moment's notice, doesn't I, it? I, I mean, Alabama fans. Nick Saban's on the hot seat. Hello, he did. He didn't win the national yeah. championship last year. We were one. This is it. We were one game away somewhere down the stretch of Mike Bianco no longer being in Oxford, and yet oh, here we sit with a fat contract. It's extension. incredible. Yeah. He'll finish his career in uh, Oxford, Mississippi after, you know, he was fired the month of April. Correct. And now he's a national championship coach. Yeah, now he's got a 20-year extension, right? Yeah, well, uh, well he maxed <laughs> out with whatever it is, four years yeah. a million and a half. He's already made a boatload yeah. of money. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, you know, what? one day, you know, you're you're the you're the cat's meow. The next day, everybody's wanting to take uh, – you to the street along with the garbage. That's right. It's a big year of that for Mike Leach, right? For many different reasons, unlike the Bianco. Those are, those are totally separate yeah. situations. But Mike Leach is a little bit on a precarious point, in my opinion, because this year needs to go well for you in order to find some momentum moving forward. Because right now, it, it certainly feels like in the fan base, there's not quite as much momentum behind Mike Leach. Okay, fair enough. 
Uh, but I would argue that uh, Lane Kiffin is one bad loss away from, from his fan base what's, being frustrated. What's gone wrong for Lane Kiffin and Ole Miss the last two years? Anything? Not really. Not much, right? Not Outside really. of Matt Corral not getting to finish the Sugar Bowl, which you most likely would have won with him in. Yeah. That's the only blemish, and that's not on Kiffin. You can't, no, you know, so. No. Uh, huh. The Leach thing is interesting uh, because you need him to be successful. Uh, you need him to hang around another, I don't know how much. Four? Well, I was going to say five to six years. That's an eternity, that's, so I get that. That's a decade almost. Uh, yeah, four to five years, you need every bit of that for, yeah. for my, I mean, Ole Miss fans won't Lane Kiffin to, right now because Lane's, Lane's hotter. He's won the, he's won the, the golden egg game. He's yeah. done some other things that you just referenced. You know, Ole Miss fans want him to stay for for fifteen years. That's not going to happen either. He won't be there ten. But, but uh, yeah, Blake, I would say if you get four to five more years of Kiffin and Leach, you would just be, yeah. you know, ecstatic, right? Absolutely, because by that point, you should have another fresh crop of young, opportunistic coaches to go after. Well, that's true. And and look at the way these two guys are recruiting QBs, man. I mean. The one thing that's cool is uh, if you got a QB, a lot of times you got a shot. And, um, you know, if you run any kind of really fun offense like mm -hmm. these two guys do, you got a shot. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, we still, I mean, it, it, Mike Leach embarrassed NC State last year. I mean, they were supposed to, you know, be this, that, and the other. That may have been their bet. It was not at the right time. No, I'm not going to say that was their bet because they went on the road and beat A&M and Auburn. But but at the time when he beat North Carolina State, they were coming in with all this pub and momentum mm -hmm. and people were barking about NC State um, and they just got absolutely manhandled by what I would call a solid at best Mississippi State football team last year. Yeah, especially see, defensively. See, I'm a little bit, yeah. I, think, I think Mike did a remarkable job to win seven games with that talent mm -hmm. on that team last year. On both but sides of the now ball. There's yeah. some, the problem is fans want to switch some of the wins up. Correct. Oh, you shouldn't have lost to Memphis. Well, or, you, should, or, or you shouldn't have beat Auburn then. Right. So they, they, would, they would give up the Auburn road win for the Ole Miss home win. In two seasons, Mike Leach has the two biggest comebacks in school history. There's a reason you have the ability to do that. Yeah. Didn't he, he? He did both of them in one year. Yeah, one, he, La, La Tech and then Auburn. They were down twenty to La Tech. That was the biggest comeback. Then obviously Auburn. They were down twenty-eight three. Yeah. All right. Farm Bureau Insurance call in line 601-707-3750. Bundle your car and home and save with your local Farm Bureau Insurance agent. Go local. Go with the home team. And go with Jake Mangum's team, Farm Bureau Insurance. Twitter handle, at Bo Bounds. And our Ag Up Equipment text line, 601-885-3776. This is the Out of Bounds Show. Big Board next. Jake Manning, 
Uh, we want to thank Jake Manning with MSSmarthomes.com for, uh, for coming in studio. And your next Sonos uh, surround sound system for your amazing game day experience or the concerts that you want to watch on your TV. Uh, that's powered by MSSmarthomes.com. And Jake Manning, MSSmarthomes.com. Uh, welcome in. Good morning. I'm your host, Bo Bounds. I feel like this has been a long show, but uh, Blake Scott is with me. <laughs> and uh, we went to Kessler Prime last night. After talking about National Grand Marnier Day a couple of weeks ago, we tied that into our partnership with uh, Russell's Reserve Bourbon and Long Branch Bourbon, which is Matthew McConaughey's bourbon, but they're under the Wild Turkey umbrella. And we, we had a uh, Grand Marnier old-fashioned with Russell's Reserve, and it was nothing short of excellent. So that was a lot of fun. And uh, Blake hammered a ribeye, uh, KesslerPrime.com. Uh, tomorrow, I'm heading out to Lexington, Kentucky to be a part of a group of five, one, two, three, four, four or five guys uh, and picking out a uh, private barrel at Wild Turkey, but it'll be Russell's Reserve Bourbon. So excited about that. And then it'll be in Briarwood Wine and Spirits in a couple of months and at Kessler Prime back at, at the latest Christmas where you can call for it and have it on the rocks or in an old-fashioned or Manhattan or however you, you like that. Uh, I want to talk – there was this discussion on our show, I guess, within the last week about Mike Gundy and Steve Spurrier and how talented they are and how neither one really cares about recruiting. Um, what they accomplished because they are so good as offensive play callers and what they do at the quarterback position. And Mike Gundy played quarterback at Oklahoma State, and he has been coaching at Oklahoma State since Les Miles took the LSU job from OK State, which was like in 05. Steve Spurrier won the Heisman Trophy with the Florida Gators in the mid-60s. Then he goes back to Florida in 1990 and totally revolutionizes the game of college football and especially the three yards in a cloud of dust SEC. Uh, they're both unbelievable, brilliant offensive minds. Uh I think there will always be a question with guys like that as to what uh, what would they have been if they embraced recruiting, not even at the level of Saban and Kirby Smart, hmm. just at a level or two under that. I mean, I know Saban's the greatest college football recruiter in history. Uh, I don't know if Smart will trump him over the next 15 years. But right now, Nick Saban is the number one college football recruiter in the history of the sport. He's, what do we call him, the perfect program builder? Yeah. Because he does everything that we talk about other great coaches failing at. He does it right. No, no doubt. Urban Meyer couldn't keep the program running. Hugh Freeze couldn't keep the program running. We've seen other guys that fall into that category. Kiffin, prior to being here at Ole Miss, couldn't keep the program running. Saban's always yeah, been able to keep a, the program running. A little bit running. different with Kiffin, though, when they got nailed with 30 scholarships. 
uh, true. at Southern Cal. So, um, but Gundy and Spurrier are two examples of top 1% coaches that just, they're not going to pay players. And they're not going to hunt players like Saban, Kirby Smart, Jimbo Fisher. Do you put Mike Leach Edos. in that category with Spurrier Absolutely. and Gundy? Yeah. The ceiling has been lower for him over his career because of his lack of talent. And because of he's coached at two of the worst places in college football, Texas yeah. Tech and Washington State. And even Nick Saban couldn't win the games that Mike Leach has won at mm-hmm. Texas Tech and Washington State. Oh. Oh, so a lot of people won't wrap their brain around that. Mike Leach wouldn't have won as many games at Alabama and sustained it at that level as Nick Saban has. Now, hopefully some people understand what I'm what I'm saying there. Some won't. Yeah. I get it. But you you get where I'm going. I one hundred and ten percent understand what you're saying and agree because okay. what Saban's done, the longevity, the nineteen losses in fifteen seasons, right, after the first year, twenty five and sixteen, but nineteen and fifteen after the first seven and six year. That that Leach would never have done that. Right. However, at, to your point, we've seen Nick Saban get out coached when the talent is equal. We haven't, you know, that he doesn't have to fight uphill. No, Nick Saban hasn't battled uphill since he was at Michigan State. Not, uh, what was it? Year three, Bar by year three, Bar two said Nick Saban has never run out on the field with the Alabama Crimson Tide and not had more talent. Well, let me give you a great example of that. Alabama is one of six schools projected to be favored in every regular season game. I got them right here. They're one of two schools that are projected to be double-digit favorites in every single regular season game. Is that Bama and Georgia? Uh, Bama and Ohio State. Georgia has that a game sense. that's not projected. I think it was, Florida? I don't, I'd have to go look at either be Florida or Auburn, I would think. I don't know. They might be... be Still projected to beat Auburn by double digits. The the cocktail party may end up at nine and a half. It could. Nine. I know because Tennessee played them well that Vegas may give them Maybe. a nod, even though we don't all believe that. But Alabama and Ohio State are two of six schools projected to be the favorite in every regular season game. I want to go over all six. I'm ready. Okay, I'm ready. All right, all right. Here here are the teams that are um, that will be favored in every regular season game. Bama. Georgia, yep. Air Force, Ohio State, Oklahoma, Boomer, and Utah. Utes in Florida, week one. Although that line is wiggling around. So we'll see what it is when toe meets leather. But uh, uh, I think Oklahoma's in for a rude awakening with a brand new head coach who's never been a head coach and Brent Venables and losing an offensive savant in, um, kind of like I'm a radio savant, uh, an offensive savant in Lincoln Raleigh. <laughs> no, I, let me back that. I'm sports talk radio savant. They went way backwards because I'm sh- – th- this is, it was one of the more shocking hires for Oklahoma because you're an offensive school for the last 22 years. Why would you throw that away? Why would you go – to the opposite side of the spectrum and go defense first. Just because you're going to the SEC? I don't know about that. They get an easy schedule. I mean, it's the Big 12. Take oh, advantage of this year. No question. I mean, they, they get an easy schedule. 
That's not who you want to march into the SEC with. Uh, Brent Venables is an unbelievable defensive coordinator, and he's a really good recruiter. Marching into the Southeastern Conference with a coach with no head coaching experience, and many people question the hire. Yeah. You're Oklahoma. Uh, should you have thrown insane money at Lane Kiffin? Um, Would know. it have even taken insane? Like, could could they not have? Is Oklahoma not, not a, like, this is going to sound weird to people because people are programmed for what ha, what has happened the last 50 years and then especially the last 20 with Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. Once they get to the SEC, Blake, there's not a whiskers worth of difference in the Ole Miss and Oklahoma football program. Hello. Now, if you said that in Norman, Oklahoma today where Barry Switzer holds court uh, at that restaurant right off campus people would lose their mind because they consider themselves a powerhouse and a blue blood and they've won more games than anybody else the last 20 years other than well i don't even know if if bama has trump anyway they're, they're at the top yeah as far as in the 2000s of wins because they've been winning 10 well, yeah. plus games forever yeah i would be too if there. i was playing a juco schedule year in and year out i don't want to say it's that easy I mean, Bob Stoops was a hell of a coach, and Lincoln Riley's a heck of a coach. Listen up. This is the SEC Insider Hit, powered by Miss Kelly Furniture, Mississippi's number one, number one sleep store. SEC Insider Hit this morning is brought to you by RPT and Rick's Pro Truck. You now have RPT Commercial on Highway 80 in Pearl by the airport and across from Muskelly Furniture. RPTRicksProTruck.com in Pearl. That's their newest location, RPT Commercial. And we welcome in Steve Robertson on ESPN 105.9 The Zone. He joins us on the Yingling Lager guest line. Steve with 247 Sports, Jeans Page, and also the Boneyard Podcast. Uh, Steve, Mississippi State baseball has landed some really nice pieces in the offseason, both out of the transfer portal, and they were able to keep guys like Ross Highfield, uh, Lofton, um, Dakota, all these guys from the Major League Baseball draft. However, so I don't want to go totally negative, they did lose out on Paul Skeens, the Air Force transfer last year, uh, last week. He decided to go to uh, LSU. Kind of a devastating blow there. Um, There's still a lot of concern about who could be their Friday night guy or their ace. What is your take on losing Skeens, what's on the roster, and what piece could be added in the next two weeks before school starts? Yeah, I think it's a good summation there, Bo. I mean, yeah, the Skeens thing, it's huge because, you know, you're Mississippi State, and you really need a guy like that. I mean, you need that bell cow guy, and he was the guy that was the, the most coveted dual position guy in the country. And and so over a hundred schools contacted the guy and extended offers. And, 
you know, you make the final three and, and that, and you know, 50 cents will get you a cup of coffee at the truck stop. You know, it's like if you don't get them, it doesn't matter how well you've recruited them. But, and not only that now, but not only do you not get him, you got to deal with him because now he's in your division at LSU. And so, yeah, it was disappointing. I mean, it's never anybody's fault, but the reality of the situation is, is LSU is a whole lot closer to being an Omaha contender next year uh, than Mississippi State is. People don't want to hear that, but it's the reality of it. I mean, State finished seventh in the West last year, and you know, LSU was in a road regional, but you know, probably, arguably should have won that thing, but they didn't. But I'm sure that's the selling point from Jay Johnson. It's like, hey, we're going to Omaha, and you're the missing piece. And uh, now State's got to pivot, you know. And obviously, there's not going to be anybody of Skeen's, uh, you know, talent still available in the portal at this late date. Now, you know, State's got to find a guy that can provide some competition on the weekend. Of course, you get Casey Hunt back, and that's big. And you know, he's he's healthy. Uh, so hopefully he can go out there and be a guy that can compete. But, uh, you know, the reality of it is, is you know, State does bring the, the recruiting class with one exception. Um, that's ends up, ends up being a number four recruiting class in the country. And then you pick up Connor Hyshack a few days ago, a uh, guy that provides some competition, could be a left fielder, could be a depth guy on the infield, got to hit 12 jacks last year and uh, hit 290. Uh, so I like what State's done, but you ha- and I think they've got some very intriguing pieces. But you'd, you'd really like to get another weekend guy to, to provide some competition. You, you really need to get an experienced guy here in these last couple of weeks to get this thing finished up. Okay, what is, what's the best-case scenario? I know you can't give a name. How about this? Do you believe that there is at least a – Saturday slash Sunday guy still in the portal that Lamonis and Foxhall could land. Yeah, I think there is that guy. Um, but I think it's one of those things now you got to be awfully careful, you know, because a guy still in the portal now because of a lack of opportunity or is it a health issue or is it somebody that, you know, it's just, making a late decision. You know, those grad transfer guys that, uh, you know, went through the draft and maybe didn't get what they wanted. You know, those, those guys are still a, a premium on a few of those guys out there. But you know, I don't I don't know that you find a difference maker this late. I think what you've got to do is find somebody that can compete and uh, and, and maybe be a Sunday guy for you. But, um, yeah, again, I think State's done, done extremely well. You just hadn't got that big power five name that really moves the needle. And I, listen, you know, Scotty DeBrew and R.J. Yeager had a couple of good years here for Mississippi State, you know, and so there's still some value out there. It's just about finding the right individual now. How did they get here where they were coming off for, what was it, three straight College World Series appearances, several Super Regionals, obviously a national championship? How, one, they had to go hunt skeins, but that's that's going to happen every year, so there's nothing wrong with that. Other programs were doing that. Uh, how did they get here maybe um, talent deficient as far as weekend starters? SEC caliber. Well, I think that's a good question. And uh, that's one thing that even last year I, I, I kind of asked myself, is how does Mississippi State uh, get in this position? And, and it's not you – know, injuries are part of the game. We, we know this, right? I mean, you, know, you can't project that. You know? But, uh, you know, that was the thing in you know, 2021, Mississippi State, uh, had one of the deepest bullpens in the country. And then, you know, last year, probably one of the, the most shallow bullpens in the country. And that, that just can't happen at Mississippi State. I mean, you can't 
Yeah, everything goes through cycles. I understand that, but you can't be in a situation where you don't have anybody you can count on. And uh, I, I think you go back and you look at like the 2020. Uh, everybody dealt with the same thing, but you couldn't get out and see these guys in person. You couldn't host them on campus. And I, I think for state, that was really tough because I think they took some guys based on limited evaluation that didn't hit. It just didn't come out for them. You know, and some other some other programs dealt with that too. But when you begin to compound that with the injury situation, I mean, I think that was a big part of things. But uh, yeah, I, and to be fair too, you know, if we want to, you know, I guess give the full context of all this i think state didn't work the portal hard enough last year you know and i think there was no nostalgia piece. there was a nostalgia piece of it it's you know we won an apple championship and bringing everybody back and you know what you always have to do as a coach is you always are looking to add to the top half of your roster and reduce the bottom half of your roster and i i don't think we did that last year so i think it's a combination of things but uh, i think some some major concerns have been addressed, especially the bullpen and this particular portal class. And I don't think you're ever going to see a situation where Mississippi State's not a not a buyer or a player in the portal moving forward. Okay. Uh, with if you had to um, Casey Hunt, what's best case scenario for Casey Hunt coming back? What best if he had? You know he has an awesome fall in January. What what's the best case scenario for for him with Foxhall? Well, you know he's healthy again too, and he's had a really good summer. You know he was in the uh, in the Cape for a while, and also in the in the MLB developmental you know, draft uh, group for a while, and, and has had an exceptional summer. You know that that's kind of like last year. He had a great summer last year and a great fall, and then next thing you know, he gets hurt against Long Beach State, or kind of off to the races again. And so I think best case scenario is that. If Casey comes in, does he compete on Saturday or Sundays? I think he's certainly in the in the competition to be a weekend starter because, you know, this guy has big stuff. I don't think Mississippi State fans have seen what truly what he's capable of because every time he's pitched healthy uh, and effective, he's been in another uniform, right? It's been on the road in a summer. Uh, and I had a couple of scout friends that say when, as soon as he got drafted, I had two of my scout friends said, there's no way that kid's going to sign. The number's too high, but also, too, he said this is a guy that could, you know, could potentially be a top-five rounder next year uh, with a good season. And so I, I do think it's big news, and I think there are some state fans who are like, well, you know, we'll, we'll just kind of – we'll see. And I think it's okay to have measured expectations of KC. But if he can come out there and put it together next year, it really shores up a lot of concern. It really does. It makes you begin to feel like, okay, we're finally getting, you know, what KC Hunt can, can consistently do. We're getting that in the M over S. Uh, and if he can put it together, I think that answers a lot of questions for next year. Uh, Steve Robertson, 247 Sports, Boneyard Podcast on the Yingling Lager guest line. Uh, what is the latest on Chris Parson, the quarterback out of Brentwood, Tennessee, and Mississippi State's recruitment of him? Yeah, big question there. And, and so and I, I want to make sure that we set expectations correctly here. We tried to do that on the website last week. because you know, Parson was coming in with the family. Uh, his mom had never taken the guided tour at Mississippi State, uh, so she came along, and the grandparents that live locally also came along. Uh, so it's big. I mean, and that's it's not a courtesy visit, you know, when you bring everybody like that. So the, they had a great time. Uh, the expectation was that the Parson family would take the trip and then take a few days and kind of figure this thing out, and that, that's kind of where we are now. We were hoping to get a commitment. We weren't expecting to get one. 
Uh, and, and here's the thing, too, Bo, when it's the quarterback committing, yeah, I think State benefits from the big announcement. You know what I'm saying? I mean, if this kid tweets it out at 11 o'clock on a Sunday night, you know, yeah, you get him. But I, I think, you know, having the the announcement or the big edit video or whatever, I think that's an important part of it because he is such an important recruit in this class. But still feel really confident about him being a Bulldog. I know A&M is lurking a little bit, but they, I think he's down their board a little bit. I know that Virginia Tech it tried to get in with him a little bit. They already have a quarterback committed in the class, so you know he's not going to leave one two quarterback class to go to another one. You know, and so I, I think things have gone as well as they could go so far for State. But you know, just like we talked about with Skeens, it doesn't matter how well you recruit them if you don't get them. And, and I, but I do think State's in a in a good position, and I think it's just really a matter of time before he announces for Mississippi State. So A and M's throwing around money you know, like crazy people. And that gets people concerned. Will he will he wait out to see what A&M does? I don't know. Oh, how about this? To. If they lose out on Malachi Nelson, I know he was on campus this weekend, but I know he's committed to Southern Cal and he's a West Coast kid. That could, who knows with that. You don't believe that he's right behind. You, you think there's another player, maybe two, before they get to, to Parson at A and M, is that right? Yeah, yeah, I do. And I think, and I really think at this point, at this point, if they're real serious about Parson, they would have already offered. You know, right now he's just a prospect on the board and a guy they're maintaining a bit of a relationship with. They haven't really gone all in. And that is always a concern with a team like A and M, and not just because of their resources, but because of the fact that you know Jimbo is a guy that, uh, you know, that coached some of, of uh, Chris Parson's favorite quarterbacks. You know, I mean, he grew up a Florida State fan and thought, oh, I can go play for the same guy that coached Seamus Winston, you know. So that would be a concern. I mean, not just the, you know, the NIL stuff. But, um, you know, at this point, they're not – I wouldn't say they're a major factor. That's just a potential concern. You know, there's, I think it's important to kind of set the full paradigm here that A&M is a player, but they're not a major player at this point. And if things go south with a couple of other guys, they could be. Okay. So it's not like Mr. It's going to get the kid on by default. Out of bounds, ESPN 105.9 The Zone, brought to you by Rick's Pro Truck. We're visiting with Steve Robertson, uh, the Boneyard Podcast, Jeans Page 247 Sports. So what do do you think the timeline is on Chris Parson? You know, it's tough to say because Chris has kind of done things his own way. I mean, it's like we always knew that he was going to decommit from Florida State. We just didn't know when. It was a discussion about him going to the Elite 11 and having some big announcement, and he gets out there and really doesn't make an announcement. So he kind of does things where he wants to get it done. But, you know, fall camp's opening up for us, and a lot of people in out-of-state are going to be in school here pretty soon. I would say a week to 10 days. I don't think it lingers into the season. Um, but, you know, who knows? And I think if you're Michael Leach, I mean, you want to be patient with the guy. But at the same time, too, you know, you don't have to have a quarterback in this class, but by and large, Michael Leach, it's what he's done historically is you take at least one quarterback in the class. And so I don't think Mike's interested in going out there and just go getting a guy to get a guy. So they'll wait him out and make him feel like a priority. And I think Leach is a big part of this with, with Chris. I think there is a lot of the intrigue on the part of Chris Parson that he doesn't want to be labeled like the athletic quarterback. He wants to be labeled a quarterback and, and, uh, you know, we'll see what kind of ceiling he has, but um, Michael Leach has made a real positive impression on him, and I think there's always that celebrity factor part of it, too. It's like, this is Mike Leach. This is a guy that's you know, routinely put guys in the league and put up some huge numbers. And so 
I think that is a big factor for State because I think there's some doors open for Mississippi State that wouldn't ordinarily be open. You know, you know even when you got you know Dan Mullen and Jim Moorhead here, I mean, you know, you, you didn't routinely have guys of Chris Parsons' ability uh, taking multiple trips to Mississippi State and talking about making a defection from a Power Five school at Mississippi State. So you just got to go close the deal. No, uh, no points for second place. What? Uh... Is he close to his? Do you know? Is he close to his grandparents? I mean, I've, that's a strong yeah, relationship. So. Okay. Yeah, very much so, and and that's a big drawing card too. I mean, of course, there are some cousins and people like that here too, and so, you know, and I think bringing the grandparents last weekend was significant. I mean, it wasn't just okay, they're in town, let's all go have some fun. And I think, I think Chris is a guy that that values family and wants to share the experience with his family and. And he spent a lot of time in Starkville over the years. And so it's not like, you know, all this is you know, new to him, but it's uh, it's kind of new to the grandparents. And I think the fact that they came along, I think, really shows that this wasn't, you know, a courtesy visit type situation. And I, I think they're going to get him. I really do. At this point, I'd be surprised if they don't. Uh, is he, and there's nothing wrong with this, is he best available or is Leach and Hollings, is it Hollingshead? Yes, and and all that group on the offensive side of the football, um, this is something that they are focused on shifting away from just a pure passer and adding a little bit of, you know, some some athletic ability and running ability at the quarterback position. Steve, I think we're seeing a bit of a shift, and uh, I think some of it's because you you see what Cliff Kingsbury has done in the NFL, and you see what Lincoln Riley has done. Those guys, obviously, in the Mike Leach tree. But you also look at what State's doing for 2024. I mean, you offer Trey Petty here at Starville High School, and he and Chris Parson, very similar quarterbacks. So it's like you're kind of trending more towards that athletic quarterback that can tuck it and go. Maybe they're not – maybe you're not going to do a lot of design quarterback runs with them, but you're not going to get a guy that's a statue back there. And uh, I think what we're seeing is maybe some innovation – and the quarterback evaluation at Mississippi State, I think Mike Leach is just kind of maybe tweaking some things a little bit to kind of make that offense a little more dynamic. I think it's a wonderful thing. Oh, I think it's something he's going to have to do if he wants to stay five or six years, which I think Mississippi State fans should, uh, you know, be uh, rallying around that. Uh, do you think he's actually talked to Cliff Kingsbury and or Lincoln Riley about this, or is this just something that he has decided – from observing Kyler Murray and others that this is the direction he needs to go now because of the way the game is played? I don't know if I can really handicap that, but I believe it's probably a combination of both. He, Mike is really close with those guys. You know, it's not like it's just, you know, kind of a passing thing. I mean, uh, I've talked to him before about Cliff Kingsbury, and he said there's a lot of times they talk in the offseason just, you know, about tweaking plays and route combinations and things like that. And so – they talk shop a lot. It's not just, hey, how are you doing? Good luck on Sunday type deal. And so, and I think Mike is a very intelligent guy, as you know. And I think a lot of it is like, you know what, hey, this is the way I've always done it. And these guys know my system. And then they're doing this. And both of them are having some success uh, with this particular you know personnel. And so I think it's probably a combination of both. But, uh, you know, I, I've had a lot of people in the past say, you know, Mike's just kind of stuck in his ways. And, you know, after spending some time with Leach himself watching film, I just don't believe that's the case at all. I think Mike wants to win as much as anybody does, and I think he simply sees this as a way 
to make this offense more potent and to obviously win more football games. All right. Uh, what's the guy's name, the defensive back that Mississippi State is hunting but also received a Texas A&M offer recently? Or do I have that I'm wrong? I'm not exactly sure who you're referring to. Okay. Um, I may I may have I'm, – I'm trying to follow texts and, and so on. All right, let me ask you this. Yeah. So they – what do you think of uh, Tobias Hinton out of Hattiesburg? And is he going to be a linebacker, or is he going to end up as an edge rusher? And then what do you think of him as far as talent and prospect? I don't I don't think he has maybe the, the length to be the prototypical defensive end. I think he stays at linebacker. And, and what's interesting about him, too, is he rarely played in the two-point stance last year at Hattiesburg High. But the guy has a lot of athleticism. And you know, when I saw him in camp, like he, he tests really well. The kid runs exceptionally well. Good straight line, foot speed. Uh, didn't play exceptionally well in camp, but that didn't surprise me too much because he hadn't had to do it a lot in high school. Now, Tony Vance is going to play him as a traditional linebacker this year, which not only I think will be good for their team, but also good for his future. And so when you've got a guy like him in your state with that raw athleticism and that great foot speed, and uh, he's a kid that already knows where the weight room is. And so I don't think there's any question this guy's going to be a linebacker. My thing is, is he, is he a Sam, you know, uh, is he a Willie guy, you know, where's he going to play? But I, I think you take a guy like him and you feel really good about the fact that you got him. And I think that that's a guy that probably, maybe he needs a red shirt year to kind of learn the nuances of the position, but, um, yeah, I, I'm ready to go see him play. I'll tell you that. I'll, I'll be headed down to see him here probably in the next uh, first half of the season. Uh, but I, I want to see the kid play linebacker uh, because he's got the raw materials to be a very good player in the Southeastern Conference. All right, Steve Robertson on the Yingling Lager guest line. I guess somebody was trying to say that Isaac Smith from Itawamba, maybe he had received an A&M offer, but I'm looking at your 247 sports site. It doesn't look like he has but who knows i mean offers are flying around everywhere have you heard anything on that steve well a&m has been on him the whole time i mean so they've already talked to him about taking an official visit so they're not a new suitor got it uh, by any stretch got uh, it. you know george just talked to him about a visit i mean isaac smith is a dude and, I, and at the very beginning of the year when we first started watching film for this talent cycle uh, he's a guy that immediately jumped to the top of my list. I mean, and uh, I think him and Get Perkins are phenomenal. And I, I think you could have either one of those guys as the number one player in the state, and, and you and you couldn't be wrong. You know what I'm saying? They're both that were that talented. But uh, Isaac Smith is a natural safety. I think that I, this is a guy that understands how things work. He gets off the hash really well. Big physical player. He's another guy I can't wait to go see play in person. But I think Mississippi State has really, really made an impression on he and his family. And at the beginning of this process, you know, all the talk out of Fulton was, uh, you know, State's working hard, but they're not going to have a shot to get the kid. And I don't know what's happened with the kid and Ole Miss, but uh, they're just not really recruiting him right now. And uh, it's been that way now for, you know, for a couple months. And, yeah, hey, things happen, right? I mean, sometimes you, you, you have, we have different evaluations. But I think right now Isaac Smith probably uh, – probably going to be a bulldog if I had to call it today. I, I think based on what I've heard and what I've seen here in the last few weeks, I feel pretty confident about where Mississippi State stands with him. Uh, but this is a guy, too, that State's going to have to continue to recruit because this guy has the NFL potential. I think when you look at he and Perkins both, 
it's easy to pick those guys out of a lineup. They look like SEC players already. And so I think Smith's a guy that uh, you got you got to continue to recruit, but I like how they've handled things so far. Uh, when does Mississippi State's practice start? Friday. Okay. All right. Friday it is. Uh, does Leach let y'all go to any of the practices? How does that work? Oh, absolutely. Oh, absolutely. oh yeah. I think Mike would let us call some plays. I mean, honestly, <laughs> uh, uh, Mike loves having us out there. And that, that's one of the things that we were told when he first got hired is, you know, he wants things to be open. He wants – and Mike likes teaching, too. You know, my, Mike, when you watch him out there and you watch him, he, like he's not putting us through drills or anything, but uh, – but, yeah, my, Mike likes it to be open for the media. He likes the coverage, and he likes us to give us get access. And so I can't wait to get out there. It'll be hot. It'll be fun. <laughs> 247 Sports, Jeans Page, and the Boneyard Podcast. Thanks, Steve. Steve Robertson on the uh, Yingling Lager Guest Line, the Out of Bounds Show, 105.9 The Zone ESPN, um, is brought to you by the – delicious gumbo and po'boys and we'll throw in the prime rib at Highball Eats and Fondren. Robert St. John has put together his greatest hits from his Hattiesburg restaurant created the menu at Highball Eats and Fondren for lunch and dinner. There's plenty of parking in the back right by the Capri movie theater. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Full work limited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.